Welcome to the Above the Rim podcast, Basketball Cards on a Budget. This is Step Back Sports Cards with our first episode. Uh, My hopes are that through these podcasts, uh, weekly, daily, monthly, whatever it's going to be, that I am going to talk to you about my experiences in the hobby, hopefully provide you with some unbiased opinions as to who I collect, why I collect, who I might be, quote, investing in and why, Um, and then my strategies for selling. Uh, We can touch on the various uh, grading companies, uh, pricing tools, and just day-to-day hobby talk. Uh, My goal is to try to keep these short so you can listen to them and go on about your day. Uh, But if if you wouldn't mind, I would love for you to hit the subscribe button and uh, add this podcast to your uh, repertoire of information. Uh, So without too much more boring information, what I'd like to start off with is who I collect and why. So for my quote PC, uh, guys that I like to collect, Michael Jordan, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Allen Iverson, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Barkley, and Brandon Clark. Those are the main guys that I collect to hold, um, and I'm going to tell you why. So, modern basketball cards uh, and the industry and the hobby, whatever you want to call it, that we know today uh, is very, very different from when I was collecting cards back in the 80s and 90s uh, in the, quote, junk wax era. Um you know, today with Prism uh, and all the other sets that are available, there's, you know, multiple Prisms, uh, there's multiple parallels, uh, there's inserts, uh, there, there's a lot going on. And for me, in my life right now, personally, uh, being a father of four and a husband, uh, I don't have time to, nor do I have really an interest in wanting to get into that craze. Um, plus trying to re-educate myself on all the different guys and and who's doing what um, isn't something that I'm focusing on at this very moment. So when I got back into collecting uh, about six months ago or whatnot, what I decided was I'm going to focus on the guys that I like growing up, the guys that are in the Hall of Fame or going into the Hall of Fame, um, and I found that that is much more enjoyable than uh, prospecting in baseball and buying up a bunch of overpriced rookie cards um, of current guys in the NBA that we don't know what they're going to do. I like the proven aspect of things. Um, so when I say, you know, I, I just bought a big Ray Allen lot for $30, and most of you are like, oh, who cares? Ray Allen doesn't play anymore. Well, to me, at $30 to get. 118 cards of a guy uh, that I liked growing up and watching him play and thought he was really good and has two titles and will eventually be in the Hall of Fame, that's a no-brainer for me. Um, you know, would I want to spend $30, $40 on, a, you know, a, a Bull Bull lot right now? Nope. Actually, I think a Bull Bull rookie card is probably going for about $50 at this very moment of recording. So, uh, that tells you a little bit about how crazy the the hobby is right now. So, 
those are the guys I collect. I look for Hall of Famers. I look for veteran guys that may not be playing anymore, um, retired guys that you know had substantial careers that I liked. Um, but that doesn't mean that I fully shut out the guys in the NBA. I told you I collect Jalen Brown. I told you I collect Jason Tatum. And I told you I collect Brandon Clark. I'm a Celtics fan. Tatum and Brown are, are I think, uh, two of the best NBA players in the league right now. Um, and I enjoy watching them, so that's who I collect. Plus, I live, you know, an hour from Boston, so I get to see all the Celtics games. So I can follow their careers pretty easily. Um, that doesn't mean that I do not dabble in other guys. But this is where my theory and, and my strategy comes into play. I, I allot myself right around $200 a month to spend on cards, whatever that may be. Uh, and I'll get into some of that in a little bit. So that $200 uh, with the prices of some of the cards today, uh, you know, oftentimes, you know, I can't, I'm priced out of certain markets. Um, I'm, I'm always a big believer in buying quantity um, as well as quality. But, you know, if I can get 10 cards for 50 bucks, and you know one card or two cards is 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 damaged i'm okay with that because i still have you know an 80 percent shot at getting some cards graded and getting a good grade and potentially having a solid return and i'll get into that but what i was saying was when when you have 200 dollars a month to spend and prices are changing almost by the hour now it's really hard to find value. Um, so my strategy has always been to go back to the time period that I grew up in, which was the 80s and 90s, um, and look for the guys that I watched growing up. So what I found for, you know, usually under $50 a card, there are some tremendous deals out there if you look. Um, now, everybody has a preference when they go into collecting. Uh, some people like, you know, raw cards. Some people only collect PSA cards. Some people only collect BGS cards. Uh, some people collect SGC. Some people collect all three. Um, and then on top of that, some people only like PSA 10s. You know, people discard PSA 9s. Uh, so there's, there's a whole group that, you know, only likes BGS 9.5s. Um, what I found for me is I'm okay with raw cards. Um, if they look, if the picture is really good on eBay, meaning I can scroll over it and get a real good look at the surface, the best I can through that picture, the corners, the edges, whatnot, the back, um, I'll, I'll take a chance and buy it if it's, if it's under a certain price, um, to me, anything under $20 is usually an automatic buy. I take that chance. Um, low risk, high reward type thing. Um, where I get, where I hesitate to buy is on eBay with seller's photos and they're standing up and they're at a weird angle so you can't really see the card. Um, the corners aren't shown. Uh, the scan, the, you know, some of the card could be cut off. To me, that's a red flag and that lets you know that 
a, a seller is trying to hide something, or at least that's what I think from it. Um, it's not that hard to lay a card down and take a straight on picture of it, especially with the, the technology of phones today. Um, the cameras on those are pretty good. So there's no reason why you should not be providing a high quality image on your eBay listing. And if there's not one, that's a red flag. Um, so from there, you know, I try to accumulate as many cards of a certain player as I can. Um, and then I send them off to get graded. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. But what for me and my current uh, collecting strategy or whatnot, I've really started to dial in on older cards that are graded in a PSA, BGS, or SGC 8 or 8.5. I've found that many, many, many of these cards can be had for sometimes $5. Um, you know, recently I bought an Allen Iverson rookie card uh, for $5.25 plus shipping. That was graded BGS 8.5. You can't beat that. Uh, I did the same thing with a Ray Allen. Uh, BGS 8.5, finest, I think I paid five. Five twenty-five or five fifty-nine. You can't beat that. That's a deal. That card is not going to go down ever. It's only going to go up. Um, so I like the value buy, um, and I'm not saying that there aren't value buys in tens. It's just when you start getting up into that higher grade, the price changes, um, and and oftentimes I either either need to make a decision of do I want to save up my money each month to buy that one card. Or hopefully I can sell a couple cards uh, to maybe make that quick purchase if I see something that's like really priced wrong. Um, but that's that's kind of how I go about it. Uh, I, I keep myself to a budget. Uh, I never, ever use a credit card to buy cards. Uh, I think that's a, a bad move. You can get yourself into trouble because this hobby is super addicting. Um, so I, I if I don't have the cash in my PayPal account... Uh, I generally, you know, sit and wait until I sell some things and then I go from there. So what I want to talk about today now is our topic or my topic for the day, and that's using data to sell your cards. So in 2020, there is or there are multiple, multiple sources of information out there for you. Uh, you can go on Facebook and join one of countless groups um, and ask questions in there. Some groups are way better than others. Um, one of them in particular that I'd like to shout out is Bobbles and Ball Cards. Uh, it's a group I help moderate. Uh, there's just under 200 members right now, but it's 200 solid members. So if it's, uh, you're looking for a solid group to join, there's no breaks. There's no, uh, you know, these card games and whatnot you see on some of these other pages. It's just straight up hobby content. Uh, have some very uh, passionate discussions sometimes, but it never gets out of control. Um, buying, selling, trading. It's a good group. Check it out. Bobbles and Ball Cards on Facebook. Um, so with that being said, the data. With there being so much data available, it can get confusing. Am I using the right tool? Am I up to date on my information? 
uh, how much money am I really profiting? Um, you know, things like that. So for those of you that may just be getting into listing your cards on eBay, what's the best way to go about that? Well, if you're serious about it, you should create an eBay store. Uh, the starter store level is $4.95 a month, and that gives you 100 free listings every single month um, in any format, which is key because you can do buy it nows and best offers for free up to 100 times a month. Can't beat that. Um, there's multiple levels of eBay stores. Uh, like I said, they start at $4.95 and they work their way up to, I think, uh, right around $21.95 a month. Um, but for those of us just getting started, a starter store is the way to go. Um, eBay throws a bunch of different deals at you. Uh, there was a promo for like 50,000 free listings. I mean, I don't have 50,000 things to sell, so I'm never going to use it, but I accepted it. So whatever. Um, so eBay is the largest buying and selling uh, platform available to us all. Uh, it's been that way for a number of years. Um and how do you figure out a current comp of one of your cards? So let's say I had a 1986 Flair Michael Jordan, and I want to know what it's worth ungraded or raw. I could type in and search 1986 Flair Michael Jordan, and a bunch of listings are going to come up. What I'm going to want to do is go up top and click on filters, scroll down and click sold items, and then a bunch of recently sold items will come up. Now, what's important is after that, those sales come up is you go up top to where it says filter and click on uh, recently ended first so that it sorts the list by the most recent sale first and then you know goes down from there. That's going to give you a pretty good idea of market value for your card. There's also 130point.com. Uh, 130 point. Uh, great site, it gives you tons of information. You can type in the card again, and it's going to bring up all of those eBay sales. And what that does is it's also going to show you the best offer price. So if I listed a card for $100, buy it now, best offer, and I accept an offer of $50, if you go to eBay and check the completed listings, you can't see that price. However, if you go to 130point.com, you can see those and you can start to get an average actual value of what that card is selling for at this time. So eBay, completed listings, 130point.com. Now from there, trying to figure out trends and whatnot, there's a few uh, pricing tools that you can get for uh, a price. Um, the first one is Card Ladder. Um, I checked that out when it first came out. Uh, and I got to say the two guys, Chris and Josh, that uh, created that platform have done an outstanding job. Uh, there's tons of detailed information on that site. Um, I just decided at the time uh, it wasn't for me, um, but I'm confident those guys are going to grow that thing out quick um, and it'll be scaled you know, within a year from now. And I'll check it out. I keep checking it out here and there just to see what it, what's going on. There's a Discord chat. Um, Chris and Josh have both been uh, very responsive to questions. Um, so that's one avenue. And I believe that's $15 a month. The next one is the big boy, which is Market Movers um, from Sports Card Investor. 
I have not actually used that yet myself, um, but uh, I have seen a couple fellow collectors that use it, and I, I got to tell you, I'm I'm very close to hopping on board. Um, the big drawback to that right now for someone who's price sensitive is it's forty nine ninety nine a month. But going back to what I was saying, using data to sell your cards, uh, right now it's the simplest and quickest method um, to see trends on a graph in front of you to get prices for your cards. Um, now I'm not saying you can't go to eBay completed listings and 130 point and you know chart a bunch of data into a, a Google sheet or a you know Excel spreadsheet because you can certainly do that. I've done that. But for me, time is money, and I don't have a lot of time. I need it to be quick, so I'm I'm very close to hopping on market market movers, and if I do, I will uh, do some type of review coming up on that, um, and then finally, Slab Stocks is coming out with their own pricing tool. Hopefully, around um, the end of August, I I hear on their podcast, um, which is going to be a free uh, pricing tool. That is going to be powered by eBay. Uh, you can upload your collection, things like that. You can upload your collection on Market Movers too, and and keep real time value, um, which is really appealing to me as a collector. Um, so I'm interested to see what Slab Stocks comes up with because that's going to be free. So remember, free is my favorite price. So if that thing works out, that could be the answer to all my problems. But I don't know yet because it's not out. So going back to using data now. Uh, I slab my cards or grade my cards with a company called SGC. And there's been nothing but talk for the last two, three months about which company's better, blah, blah, blah. The, you know, they're delayed on their return times. You know, the guy, Peter, who's the president of SGC, did an interview on uh, a podcast, Cardboard Chronicles. And he was saying, send us your cards, we're open, we hit our, our turn times, you know, it's really important to us. And then literally everybody sent their cards to them and they got slammed. Um, I don't think they ever thought they would get the amount of business that they got in the last three months. Um, but, you know, they have, they have scaled, um, they've moved into a bigger facility, they have hired people. Um, they're making some changes supposedly this Saturday. Um, there's going to be another big announcement um, as far as changes to you know the products and and whatever turnaround times or I don't even know, but I'm just kind of guessing. Um, usually you don't have a big announcement if it's not you're moving into a bigger space or you're changing a product or whatever. Um, you're opening up another facility. I don't know. But so what I've noticed with SGC slabs is, the majority of the people selling them are selling them on auctions and they're not nearly getting the money for them that they could if they listed them in a buy it now best offer format. Um, you know, I don't need to turn this into a SGC fanboy podcast because that's not what it is. Um, PSA cards sell extremely well. They're the king. Um, they bring in the most money. But that doesn't mean there's not a spot for SGC or BGS cards, okay? So what I'm what I'm telling you is take the time, 
through the tools that I've just talked about, the eBay completed listings, the 130point.coms. If you have the money and you want to hop into the market movers, do so. Uh, if you want to go on the card ladder, go on the card ladder um, and check out what th- cards are selling for. If you have a Zion uh, you know, SGC 9.5, see what they're selling for before you throw it out there for auction. And if you have it, look at how things are selling in a buy it now best offer format versus an auction. To me, with SGC slabs, BGS slabs, and PSA slabs, the average card is selling for far less money in an auction than they are if you just list it as buy it now or best offer. Um, I don't know why that is, uh, but if you can control your price and you have a little bit of patience, you're going to get your price. So go on to those sites, do your homework, figure out the average it's going for, and list the card accordingly. Don't just settle for an auction because you're going to cost yourself money. I hope that helped you out today. Uh, If it didn't, I apologize for that. My first podcast ever. Uh, I hope as I I go along, they're going to get better. Um, But that's this week's topic. And uh, I thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Subscribe to it. And uh, we'll have content coming out as I see fit. Take care, everybody. Have a great day.